Adidas is a multi-billion company. It's a big boat. Uh, we wanted to make it faster. The entire organization, when you work in a big organization, they look at you. They, they, they don't give you a lot of time. From the first day, in that case, that was Mr. Speed. Lots of people, they looked at me and said, what the hell are you doing? And what a risk, what a risk. There was one chance, huh? it's a project. If you realize that the person is not good, you lose six months very easily. What is the number one tip you would give someone who wants to be as successful as you? Welcome to the Digital Transformer Podcast, your number one podcast on digital innovation, transformation, and venture building. We help entrepreneurs and corporate innovation leaders like you gain the knowledge and skills you need to build the leading digital businesses of your industry. Today, I talked to Frank Deglos, former CEO of Adidas Italy. Frank went from being a business unit manager at Adidas over assuming global leadership roles in marketing and sales and leading one of the largest transformation programs at Adidas to becoming the CEO of Adidas Italy. Along the way, he repeatedly had to reinvent himself and make crucial learnings when it comes to leading and transforming some of the largest organizations on the planet. In our podcast interview, we talk about the four crucial steps that leaders have to nail in the first 30 days when kickstarting a transformation process, why creating supportive alliances is one of the most important tasks of any innovation leader, and how you can successfully do so. Why timing is so important for innovation success, not only for startups, but also in corporates. And the one tip Frank would give anyone who wants to become truly successful. So with no further ado, let me welcome Frank. Hi, Frank. It's awesome to have you. When we last talked, we had a very interesting discussion about the challenge of creating an agile-minded tech and uh, innovation team. Mm -hmm. that ultimately comes up and develops very radical and disruptive solutions. And also, on, we talked about what that means for an organization. Now, during that talk, you pointed out a particular experience that mm -hmm. really resonated a lot with me. And it's basically, you said you had this very small task of mm -hmm. transforming the entire business model <laughs> and the entire organization of Adidas as part of the speed strategy. So just to give a bit of context to the to the audience, the ambition, and correct me here if I'm wrong, uh, was to drive a, like disruption and transformation of Adidas through all functions and all channels. And so e-commerce, D2C, franchise, whatever it is. It sounds incredibly challenging. So the natural question is, how did you succeed? And, <laughs> <laughs> and let's maybe take this question and look at it a bit chronologically. So let's maybe start at the beginning and then let's say go along the transformation process and really see uh, what you think are the major, like the, or the core learnings that you also made. Very good. Yeah. Th thanks, Kilian. Thanks, Kilian, for, for first for inviting me to, to share all that experience. It, 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 was an, it was an easy question or an easy task, as you say, to describe. Uh, the, the task was, let's accelerate the business model of Adidas. And it was the, the company I was working for. Because maybe to share a piece of introduction before, and lots of people, they don't know that, but to, to create a regular product, a piece of footwear or apparel, 
it takes roughly 18 months before the moment you start to design and the moment you find that product in the store. 18 months is three times six months. It looks uh, mm. stupid to say that, but that means three seasons. And if right. you think about quarter, because you know, the industry is going more and more into, into quarter, the fashion industry is even faster, uh, that means 12 seasons of quarters. That means if you see something happening in the market, you cannot react before too long. So the, the, the idea was to compress all that. And you can imagine when, when, uh, when um, you're in front of that question, how do you compress all that? It's not just a question of how do I produce or how do I transport or how do I create or how do I sell? You have to change everything. And I think it's so important because just, just to jump in here, I think like this, this typical fast fashion model, so to speak, mm -hmm. where competitors like Zara and stuff, they see something and they basically bring it to market in 48 Transform. weeks. And so, so for yeah. an audience like Gen Z that is very much, let's say, hopping from one trend to the other, mm -hmm. there's really no space, so to speak, for a company that takes such a long time to ultimately exactly. translate a trend, because by the time it hits the market, the trend's no longer there. Exactly, exactly. Now you put the finger on, on something that is very important. We were obviously looking at the fast fashion uh, business model. And okay, I, I was describing the, the challenge very black and white, you know, 18 months. Mm -hmm. There are products that take even more, you know, Olympic products or the top uh, football boot, uh, it takes even more. And for sure, on uh, on the lifestyle range, originals gets a bit shorter. We had a 10-month calendar, but the vast majority were, was too long. And we were looking at this fast fashion exactly for that. The idea was to react to the consumer needs. So to put back the consumer at the center and not to continue to produce or to create products as we've done for the last 20 years. Mm. So that, that was the, 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 the mindset shift. It was about putting the consumer at the heart, at the center of everything we do. And for that, it was very important to go faster. So you, you asked me about uh, how did I do? I took a risk. <laughs> I took a risk because when, when I accepted the challenge, um, it was called speed that initiative and it was one of the three strategic priority of the strategic life cycle 1520 i took uh, not 100 days you know the famous 90 days one day i took 30 mm. days <laughs> you, you cannot be in charge of speed without being fast by yourself <laughs> <laughs> so in everything i did i was trying to go faster that's one of the first learning or the first uh, rule you have to be a role model of what you want to transform yeah. Um, so I took 30 days. I went to, um, I was reporting at that time for that mission for, uh, to a board member of Adidas. I went to him. I said, okay, take the 30 days. In 30 days, I tell you, how do I want to be structured? What kind of team? What are the directions? What are the priorities? What doesn't work? What has to be fixed? What, what works well? So I took, I took a risk because 30 days was so short. Incredibly short. Uh, yes. And that's what I, that's what I, what I deliver. So that was the first decision I've taken. And during that 30 mm -hmm. days, I did two things. I, I did all the things I've, I've just explained. And as well, I took, because they were already uh, a start. I, I, I would lie uh, in not saying that I took it from, ready from scratch. 
we had already a um, nice consultant. They worked on that one. Let's say the more analytical. Yeah, they put a big plan. I have a lot of respect for, for consultants. Huh? Yeah, there is no question. A lot of respect. But it was not really actionable. Uh, mm. So there were things already that were there. So what I've done as well during the 30 days is quick fix. Because the entire organization, when you work in a big organization, they look at you. They, mm. they, they don't give you a lot of time. From the first day, in that case, that was Mr. Speed. So they were looking at, there were some key decisions to be taken. The one I could postpone, I did, but there were some had to take a decision, a bit in the black. So you basically looked in, like you, you talk to people, you, you really try to understand and dissect each and every component of the business, so to speak, that would then give you an insight, okay, where are, let's say, the, the, the crucial quick fixes in a way that yeah. you could leverage to, yes. to, let's say, adhere to your name. Exactly. But uh, Kilian, you say something that is very important. You identify people, you, you say something like that. Mm. That's one of the critical pieces when, when you, as an advice, when you take over a transformation uh, mission like that, you need to identify very quickly the people you can count on, mm -hmm. the people who are neutral, and the people who are more detractors, or they will be um, they will be on the break all the time. You have right. to classify and identify very quickly uh, those people, uh, and you have to work differently uh, towards those uh, targets. Maybe not the right word mm -hmm. you, uh, towards those different groups. That's very important. So for the quick fix, uh, you, you, you need to understand very quickly where are the experts. And you have to go to them and you have to realize very quickly if, if you can trust them. If you can trust, then you go. Then you go. And then you, you listen to them, you take a decision. Um, but that, that's, that's a critical piece as well for, for the success. Are you enjoying this podcast so far? Then hit the subscribe button now to make sure you do not miss the next episode. Now back to the interview. And um, how do you then, let's say, go about figuring out what the what this let's say quick fixes have? To, like, is is there any let's say rules or principles that help you to somewhat identify what are actually the quick fixes that are very much um, dependent on the situation? It's a, it's a very good question. Um... <laughs> It's true. No, but it's a, it's a very good question because in general, when people, they have a problem, their problem is always the most important one. Mm. So they come to you, they put their <laughs> monkey on your shoulders, you know, and that's the biggest monkey uh, the company has. That's right. a, it's a rule. So you have to look at the monkey and <laughs> decide, check if really that's the biggest one. Uh, there is no real rule. Um, you can look... Oh, let's put it like that. There is one rule. Ask questions. Mm. Challenge. Grill the, the person. Really ask him why. And if he answers, okay, but then why? Go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. That's one of the things. If you can you know, go from strategy and down to details and then go mm. back to strategy and down to details, that quality is a, is a, is a great one when you want to transform. And then so, every single yeah. department and function and channel, yeah. like yes. you just drill holes, so to speak, and then reemerge and go to the next yes. one. Yeah. Yes. It's constantly 
it's like a, a lift. Uh, mm. We talk a lot about helicopter view, but you have to be able to to land and go into into the detail. That's very very important. Very important. So that's more that's a technique, in fact, that you need to yeah. you need you need to follow, um, and that's how you can realize if it's really important. Then, then they are in the case of Adidas uh, or the sport industry or the, the, the luxury. You have calendars. There are dates after which, if you didn't transfer your design, for example, to the factory to the developers, that date it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Adidas is a multi-billion company. It's a big boat. Uh, we wanted to make it faster, but it's still a big boat with some key dates. So you have to be very sensitive to those dates. That gives us a sense of urgency. So that was as well another way to to to, to realize mm-hmm. if you had to take the decision quickly. Um, I was lucky as well that um, I was uh, um, I had more than twenty years experience at Adidas when I took over that one, that that challenge, and as well I had different functions uh, in that in the company: marketing, mm-hmm. sales, retail. Uh, so I knew quite well some of the functions, you know. So it was not easy to tell me music. That's true. Explains those. Uh, I was a bit weaker, for sure, in uh, in production. Even if I was in charge of product categories, so I knew it was mm. a factory. I knew I knew all that. I was definitely weaker in logistic. That's for sure. So that's where, as well, you you need to be at the same time humble. Accept you are weaker. Accept you don't know. Mm. Um, but at the same times, you need again to do this lift. Go up, right? Down, go and, to details and check. And how how do you communicate then with the people? Because like you said er, earlier, that being a role model in the very first days, and I and I imagine during the entire transformation process, in fact, <laughs> that in case that's an area where you have a weakness, how do you then let's say interact with these people because like romos are on the one hand people like look up to them but i think on in this respect when when it's obviously let's say a a weakness it also means that i assume um, admitting the weakness and just like let's say playing on your own strength with just maybe let's say the more analytical and like this this ability to helicopter up and down Mm -hmm. Uh, but maybe there's more good like what's your take on this Again, very good question. I will always remember the first time I had a meeting as the speed guy together with all the, the team in charge of uh, of production of products. You know? mm-hmm. They were all in Hong Kong. And I was sitting alone on a video conference in uh, in Germany. And I had to tell to all those guys uh, that we will do it differently. <laughs> So, um, and with what kind of um, of uh, credibility? So, I don't know if that's a rule, uh, but that's how I work. That's how I did it. Again, humility. I told them, guys, run run that 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 uh, table from those uh, I could see on the screen. There is a massive expense. I don't have that expense. The expense I have is to understand the full business model of Adidas mm-hmm. because on so much things at the company. And then I said, I will, I will need your expertise. I will challenge you. I, will, I was very honest. I, 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 I told them mm-hmm. that I would certainly take a decision that will be uncomfortable for them because they would have to change things. And that's something that is important to understand. Change management is all about creating uncomfort. 
Um, So I was very, very transparent, very honest, very direct. Again, that's where it's important when you talk to all those people that you know as much as possible. Again, this, uh, I call it the circle of influence, the people Mm. who are your, your, your supporters, the people, they want the same thing than you. And then you go to the extreme other extreme of the scale, the people who are detractors. You know, they will right. be your problem from the first day. If you know that, you can already in the meeting play with the people, but you need mm. to know that. So if one of the person that you know support your 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 initiatives make a comment or say something positive that, that could be uh, helpful for you, surf on it. Surf mm. on it. If somebody, a detractor, uh, says something, there you have to be very careful, but you cannot let go. You have to address it. You have to address right. it. So that, that's as well techniques you need to develop. And how do you find out upfront? Because I mean, imagine it's the worst situation probably is you're sitting in that precise meeting and you don't know who's the detractor and the like yes. supporter. And then they start, let's say, the detractor starts to basically eat you alive. You, you, you need to, uh, again, I would be a liar to say that I knew exactly 1% around that table. They were maybe 10 or 12, you know, uh, at what stage they were. But you need to know the, in a team, you know quickly what, what are the leaders, who are the leaders. So mm-hmm. those you need to know. Then you need to ask. I was lucky that the board member I was reporting to uh, was a great guy, by the way. Uh, that team was reporting to him because the, okay. the, the board member was global operation. So you know what? I, w- I went to him. I said, ah, I have my first meeting with them. Do you know? If, uh, yes, you know the team. <laughs> um, can you tell me a bit uh, what are the energy in the, in the team, the meeting, the, the, the team, the, 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 the players? So you need to ask. There, there I was lucky. But if I wouldn't have that luck, I had to create that luck. I have to, I have to ask. Mm. So never be afraid of asking those questions. Are you enjoying this episode so far? Do you know someone who might enjoy listening to this episode as well? Simply click on share to send it. Now back to the episode. That's awesome. Now let's let's maybe move a bit further in, in, the, in the process. So you outlined right now that, let's say that this entire politicking, so to speak, is crucial, that acting as a role model is crucial. What are other factors that you realized throughout the transformation process that were so key to ultimately make this like speed shift, so to speak, happen? Yes. Communicate, 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 repeat, repeat, repeat. I was trying to be uh, on air (laughs) as much as as possible because change again is, 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 you, you need, you need to, you need to explain and explain again. Explain the why as well. It's, it's about, mm. because I, it's always the same. When you go to somebody and you tell him, ah, you will have to change. So all the things you do today, forget it. You have to do something different. And me, I'm not your boss. I tell you how to do it. Boom, very complicated. No, you need to communicate the why, the big picture all the time, mm. all the time. You need to make the people dream about, about that project. So... In every change, there is as well. There is always at least a very, at least a very small thing that can be super positive for mm. anybody you talk to. You need to understand what is that thing, and you need to press on that button. That's the, the topic again. Complicated yeah. because you need to be customized to the to, to the people. But that that's you the have to understand yeah. them and. Uh... Yeah. 
Yeah. So again, at least you cannot do that with everybody. But again, back to this circle. There are some people you, you need to do that because you know the influence, either because they are the boss or because they are the people, everybody look at them because of their expense. So you need to identify those key people. And there you do the job of understanding what, what will be the thing that you will love in that project. Mm. And, I, and I think three... you just touched upon a very, very crucial aspect, which is as a leader in such a transformation process, whether it's your own company, whether you're working for a company, like you are not necessarily the boss of everyone and there might be different hierarchies and, and the, the skill and the, let's say, yeah, challenge is to really influence those people that you, yes. where you don't really have like a direct hierarchy where you can just tell them, Hey, do this. Yes. Put yes. aside. I also believe that even if you're in a position of power, it's not, and it's not necessarily the right thing to communicate to your subordinates to say, Hey, do this exactly. without convincing them of what you just said. Of the exactly. Way. Yeah, you, you, you put the finger exactly on the issue. The hierarchy helps, but can fail as well mm. to have the hierarchy link. If you're doing top-down in change uh, management, transformation management, doesn't work. Mm. So hierarchy helps for sure. Uh, but if, for example, in that project, I had a core team. I, I, I will always remember when I went to the board member, uh, I had a white card. I could have asked 50 people. They would have given them to me. I asked mm. for 11. I asked for 11 people. He looked at me and he said, are you sure? Said, yeah. <laughs> Do you want support from a consultant? I said, no, no, no. So no consultant, 11 people caught him. Then I had special, a specialist experts in all the different functions, you know, production, design, uh, sales, um, um, logistic. Uh, so a, a total of, of, of people having to work from 100% my core team to maybe 10% of their time, 100, mm -hmm. 100 people, roughly. But again, with a hierarchy link. So you, you, need to, you need to work. You need to work on, you need to be able to influence, drive people without the hierarchy. And how did you, let's say, pick those people? Because in an organization like Adidas, you have tens of thousands of people to tangling select from, right? Yes. So, and, and you eventually only have one shot. So yeah. with that pressure, so to speak, in mind that, hey, like whether you select the right people, yes or no, in a way will make or break your career as well and, and the success of the project. What, how did you, let's say, pick those people and say, yes, mm -hmm. these are the right ones with that are, let's say, ambitious enough, that are supportive, that it can also, let's say, drive enough within their, let's say, circle of influence mm -hmm. to make this project a success. Yeah, it was uh, very challenging because you're right. There was one chance. Huh? It's a project. If you realize the, the person is not good, you lose six months very easily. Huh? And mm. six months in such a project is, is, a, is, a, is a century. So you look at expert, expertise, Willingness to do it. The, the willingness you can provoke as well. Huh? Let's be honest. You can sell it. The, you know? <laughs> but willingness at the end. Willingness. Expertise. Willingness. And um, influence of that person as well. For sure. No, when I say influence, in his organization, he needs to become the, he needs to become the Mr. Speed of ops, design, whatever. So uh, he needs to have that influence. Not always possible to get the three. 
And like in all business life, you do that every day, Kilian. You do compromise. Uh, you have to do some compromise. So com yeah. compromising on things. But that is three things I believe are, are, are very important. Very mm -hmm. important. And I have to say, I was I was very happy with the team. I I, I didn't have to change um, really people. Like I can't remember. I'm, I'm sure I've done it for maybe one or two. Or you know, some people they, they get a new job, so you need to exchange right. them. But I was very happy with the with the team. And maybe last question on this one is: Let's say, how what are the boundary conditions that you also have to let's say ask for from from your for your own supervisors? In order to make this happen, because you mentioned before, hey, they've, they've still been a bit involved in their daily operations, right? So what mm -hmm. are, let's say, those aspects that need to be given, like the tick boxes that need to be checked in order mm -hmm. for these people to actually, let's say, drive the, or deliver the value that you expect them to deliver? I wanted to say two, two angles. The first is uh, management, their management. And I was going very high. I was having, I think it was every month, yeah. I was having having a, a board meeting. When I say board meeting, it was the entire board of Adidas. Mm. So oh, three of them, HR was not part of that. Three of them, so sales, marketing, operation, plus me. We were just the four of us. Again, small, small, compact. And I was telling them where we were, what were, what were the status and blah, blah, blah. So I, when I created the team, I was always making sure for everything, but creation of the team was was critical, that they, I got their support. Mm -hmm. And then between the person I was speaking and the board, there, were, there could be one or two or three level of hierarchy, you know, sometimes even more you know, when, you, when you go really to experts, uh, to make sure that there is a full support. So that's the right. first uh, uh, sentence. Then I talk a lot about selling, uh, inspiring, la la la. Uh, I ask as well to create a bonus for those people working mm -hmm. for, for the project. So not just working, they were KPIs, you know, if they reach it, but I wasn't, let's be honest, I found, I tried to find the right balance between still um, target that were smart, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I want easy to achieve, but I, I didn't want those guys to, to have no hope to achieve them because uh, right. so so there was still a, a bit of financial there. They could have a mm -hmm. special uh, bonus on top of everything they got. And that that is important. You know, those the three criteria I talked before, the, the, the insurance that the management was supporting up to the top right. and then a bit of money. It was uh, it was a good uh, good system. And then also making sure that they're ultimately, let's say, a bit free from the daily operations so that they can actually also support them. Yes. yes. Well, one of the key job was to identify or to calculate what were what was the percentage they, they had to give uh, mm -hmm. to the, the initiative. The project. Um, so there is nothing worse than that because I've, I've explained that in the past uh, in my previous uh, jobs. When people tell you, yeah, yeah, we have a project, yeah. Oh, two meetings there, three meetings there. Uh, what is the percentage of the time? Oh, uh, 5%. And then you realize if you do it properly, you give 20% of your time. Nothing mm. worse than that. To create, um, um, uh, to, to have people disconnecting, uh, disconnecting from, the, from the task is a, is, a, is a fantastic recipe. So it's hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine, because like you, you're trying to handle your daily operations and then you're like doing the other thing for free and... There's not yeah, much reward right. for it, so it's just like exactly. it's a perfect recipe, as you said, to to demotivate Often. people, which is oh, yeah. exactly the opposite oh, yeah. one, don't you? 
again, transparency, communication, critical, critical, critical. And this was a lot right now for the, let's say, also initial phase, but also in terms of communication, in terms of role modeling, in terms of accomplishing um, successes quickly. I mean, that, that also really goes throughout the entire transformation process till, let's say, the transformation is finished. Although I'm really skeptical of this notion that a transformation is ever really done. Like, it's, it's an ongoing process. It's just implied in, in the way we say it. But is there one last thing where you say hey like later down the line once the let's say the, the setup was per, like great and things were rolling was there one further aspect where you say hey, this is actually crucial to share that was a tremendous success factor to to ultimately also achieve the goal that we set ourselves yeah. to the everything that was back office i think we, we did so much transformation things that were that are incredible so this one really lots of ticks and positives and, uh, and we started with that because before to go fast uh, you need to get the product that are faster mm. and for that you need to start there the piece that was the most difficult and still today huh, because you're right it's still uh, it's still ongoing not anymore as a project it's more as a, as a regular business uh, is um, the last piece which was the, the way to sell to customers because, for example, suddenly you had to um, sell products without samples. So trust us, you cannot see the samples because we have a calendar that is so short. Uh, we skip that, that step. Trust us, for one example. Another example is this never out of stocks. It's mm -hmm. super obvious that you need to have never out of stock. It sells out well in the, in, the, in the store, you replenish. Right. But for that, Mr. Customer, you have to give up uh, orders. We, we, we read your numbers, so you need to give us the numbers. Um, that, that is very basic in certain industries, but in the small industry at that, at that time was, was the beginning. So you give us the sellout, the sellout uh, numbers, and we, we, we just resell. We manage your stock. Don't, don't, don't worry. In the food industry, it's there, but in, in, the, in, the, in the small industry, it's not there. Uh, was not there. So things like that were more, more complicated. Um, mm -hmm. And to be honest, I'd be very transparent. I think you realize I'm very transparent. Um, then I left to do my next job at Adidas. Uh, so they were they took over that part. But that was a very difficult part. And it's interesting because what you just touched upon is, uh, and we also discussed in the very beginning uh, before I, the recording. So you said like there, there's also... For instance, the samples, which digitized, because you just said, hey, you just have to have the trust, right? But this digitization of samples has been something that for the fashion industry has not been, let's say, uh, a very easy process to implement in the first place. Mm -hmm. And what I found interesting here is that you said the first time you try it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was 2012 or so. Yeah, yeah I think it was 12, yeah. And you said that back at the time, it wasn't just the right moment. And I think yeah. that's also such an interesting insight because if you look at founders, they often talk about timing, timing, timing. But here you also have a perfect example or you gave a perfect example that ultimately timing is also crucial when it comes to the transformation process. Like everything you described before doesn't really work mm -hmm. unless the organization, the market is somewhat ready for that stuff. Correct, correct. It's the dilemma of transformation. You need to be ahead, but not too much. Enough to create a competitive advantage, 
but not too much if not it doesn't doesn't work um sample was great we did a test uh, i think i can see it now it was with footlocker europe i remember we had fantastic 3d tool uh, we could zoom into the the, the, <laughs> the fabric of the product like uh, pff, cannot imagine so it was fantastic so the, everybody was say wow that's great blah 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 blah, blah. okay now now we've we played where, where are the samples we can see <laughs> It didn't work. On top, on top, the the hardware was super expensive at that time. Data, the, the the weight of the data was huge, so you need to invest a lot. So, all that has evolved so much today. So we we reactivated that project when I took over Speed because again, to get to get to 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 gain time, you need to avoid to create samples in Asia and transfer right. them. And uh, on top, for from a from a from a, um, a carbon footprint, so much better, so much better. Absolutely. Uh, that was another initiative of Adidas at that time. And then uh, COVID came. Suddenly, customers couldn't go into showrooms. Thanks God, we had for another reason. We had to <laughs> We could in, a, in 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 few weeks. I wanted to say, we could be ready. And today. Um, uh, to say that the market was ready today, you go to uh, you, customers still go to showrooms, but you see certainly only a share of the samples that are there, the key ones. The rest, we work with boards, uh, touch screens. It's uh, the dream of 2012 is a reality today. Was mm. a, a gimmick or gimmick or a toy in 12? I'm a bit extreme, huh? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> as a toy. Uh, today is a People, they don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, I think it's a perfect illustration also how the market evolves and how, let's say, things like, I mean, I'd like to compare it to what a lot of people today uh, today refer to as, as gimmick, like the metaverse. A lot of people like mm -hmm. sometimes exactly. really think, hey, that's a, it's just a gimmick, it's a game. And today it might be, right? Um, but exactly. thinking it forward, like in looking 10 years ahead, it might completely exactly. change industries. So. Exactly. You can think about a lot of, lots of examples. We all remember when, when Mr. Bezos started uh, started Amazon. Honestly, we were all talking uh, Saturday evening, uh, saying, ah, "Will you order a piece of samples on on the net? Would you do that?" Today, today it's a, it's a, it's it's part of our life. So there are lots of examples, beautiful examples like that yeah. that we all remember because they were turning points. Uh, yours is good. Uh, it's great. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. T timing is very important. You need to be ahead, not too much, not too mm. much. Now to wrap this up, one mm. last question that the audience asked me was: You've accomplished a very lot in your career, and uh, <laughs> someone in or some people in our audience wanted to know uh, what is the number one tip you would give someone who wants to be as successful as you, who wants to ascend to top management, what would you tell them? Uh, so it's a great question. So great question for those uh, who ask it. I wanted to say, it's something I say quite, quite often, to be honest, and I realize it was driving lots of my choices, is take risk. Take risk. Um, I always say to not take risk is the, is the risk. So when I say that, I, I, I give you examples. I, I've, I've done a career in marketing uh, all, all, all my life until 2010, I think. And then I went to uh, become the, the sales director 
for um, EMEA, Europe, Middle East, Africa. Can you imagine? Marketing guy moving to sales. Uh, lots of people, they looked at me saying, what the hell are you doing? And what a risk. What a risk. I remember a few weeks after I got the job, uh, and thanks again for the managers who accepted to take that risk. I had, I had a meeting with all the sales director. I had uh, all the sales director in front of me. I had to tell them how to do trade terms that I've never sold to any customers. So that's the kind of risk you need to take. If you mm. want to develop a career, you need to take a risk where you know, yeah, you will be grilled. You might fail and it will be super, super painful if you fail. But if you succeed, that goes you to the goes takes you to the to the next level, and and that by the way really helped me, helped me to transform the business in the speed thing, mm. because I was very used. Uh, I did that several times in my career. I was very used to land somewhere with with being most probably the least expert of the topic. <laughs> so that really helped me to transform later on. Uh, so take risk, and I saw so much people, you know, saying, um, "I'll take one example." You wanted to be the boss of, I'll take an Adidas example, the boss of football at Adidas. Great position, business unit, uh, GM, uh, I think we call it GM, GM football at Adidas. You can decide to start as a, as a practicant, a trainee uh, in football, go every ladder, one step, one step, one mm. step. I tell you, look around you. How many people have been successful in doing that? I think nearly nobody. The most obvious is, in fact, never happening. You have to take right, left. You have to take risk. Uh, if not, you, 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 you. Or it's, it's not if not. If you take risk, it goes a bit faster, and you, right. and you, and you, and you can develop the career. The career. So one, 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 um, one advice is uh, take risk. And I think that's beautiful because I think a lot of people these days, they're worried, they're like, they want to try things out and they, they're like, okay, but what does it, what kind of impact does it have on my career? Like I'm, I maybe might not be in the position yet where I really no, so I'm just going to like mm -hmm. try out left and right. And I think it's encouraging to, to have that message to say, Hey, ultimately it might rather be the right step than the wrong step. Just yes. like stay true to yourself, take that risk and then. Very important. The true. rest will evolve. Exactly. Stay true to your to your to your uh, values. Stay true to what you want to do. Uh, stay tuned on the big objective. And take risk. Awesome. That's that's a beautiful way to end this podcast. Thank you so much, Frank, for coming and for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I learned a ton when it comes to transforming organizations, but also when it comes to taking risks. So both on the, let's say, hard skill as well as personal level. Yep. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Again, thank you for joining me. And I really hope that soon we'll see each other again. Yes, very good. Thank you, Kilian, as well for for that podcast. Great, great, great discussion. Thank you.